Kenny the Sports Guy podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Kenny the Sports Guy's podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo, and today I have a special guest. Joining the show today is two-time Emmy Award TV producer turned sports report, reporter, Deborah Wickcast. Ms. Wickcast is a two-time Emmy Award TV producer who has credits in TV shows such as Dirty Jobs Season 9, Bridezilla Season 3, and Jerry Springer. She left the realms of reality TV to pursue her dream in sports reporting and have, and have covered so many different sporting events. Please welcome to the show, Deb Whitcast. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, guys. Thanks, Kenny. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about your Jets, too. Oh, that was a big <laughs> win against the Steelers, wasn't it? Yep, it was, it was a good game. Uh, I was excited uh, to so see happy. Pickett in there. but you I'm know. so happy for them. Let's see if they uh, win against the Dolphins, though, because right. normally when they get a big win, it's usually a, a letdown. <laughs> well, we'll see. Hopefully not. Yeah. So the first question I have for you today, as I previously alluded to, you were a pre- TV producer. Mm-hmm. So how did your career as a TV producer get started? So I, uh, I've always wanted to be in television. I was five years old and I told my mother to get me an agent. Uh, she didn't, thank God. And uh, she basically <laughs> said, you know, it's funny, this little five-year-old going up to her being like, mom, I want to be on TV. Uh, so uh, she said, absolutely not. And she said, my child is going to be a child. Uh, she put me in dance classes, singing lessons, got me involved in theater, all of the stuff that kind of led up to my television career. But she said, when you turn 18, that's when you could do TV if, if you still want to. And I went, OK. And that's basically what I did. So uh, I was also a anchor for my high school TV station. I was very lucky enough to go to a high school that had it was called the West Report and I did a weekly report, you know, on that channel and uh, did some interviewing at some sports games then. Uh, and then I proceeded to go to college, was a TV major. I majored in mass communications and minored in uh, public relations as well as theater. And uh, again, did the TV station there, was heavily involved in the radio station. Uh, I did more entertainment stuff then. Uh, with a little bit of sports, I actually did a, a show called Campus Beat, and I remember going around campus during the Super Bowl and interviewing people about who they wanted to win and why. I would love to find that footage now, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere. It's somewhere, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, and then um, you know went basically like you know started in entertainment. I happened to run into Jerry Springer on spring break eons ago. Uh, His show was number one, and I was lucky enough to get an internship with the show, which kind of catapulted me into the entertainment reality unscripted world. Uh, And as far as me transitioning into sports, I've always been a big sports girl. Uh, My dad played uh, for the minors for the Philadelphia Phillies. He was a professional bowler. I, I grew up in a stadium. So I, you know, I went to the Phillies games, used to sit third row behind home plate. I used to talk with the players' wives behind me. I used to flirt <laughs> with the bat boy. You know, we had a good old time. And uh, sports has a very, very special place in my heart. I, I, I'm a huge Eagles fan. I always have been since I was a child. My family is a huge, huge Eagles supporters. I grew up with season tickets. And uh, that, it's, all, it's just always been there. But I've always kind of just followed the Eagles, not the entire league. And that changed recently, a couple of years ago 
I made a move to from LA who didn't have sports teams when I left. They're new, <laughs> you know, as far oh, as new for now, uh, yeah. because they years ago, they used to have like uh, teams back then, but they moved right. out. So the Rams came back from St. Louis and then the chargers moved, you know, from San Diego to LA. So now mm-hmm. yes, there's teams, but I, I always had to go home to Philly to, to watch football in a stadium because it just wasn't here. Uh, so now, um, anyway, I actually moved to Atlanta for a bit. And as we know, Atlanta is a huge, huge football city, mostly college, but still, I had football all around me, met some NFL players, kind of started following their careers and uh, just fell in love with the entire league. And uh, I found myself at work. I was working a reality show and I found myself at work looking on the internet, following everything that was going on. I was absolutely obsessed, still am, always will be. And uh, then I was like, you know what? Now I'm being dumb. Like I... I should do this for a living. And uh, I just decided that day to make that change and start that pivot. So that's how it all, how it all started. So what was the day in the life of a uh, TV producer? You know what? They, it, it changes. It changes with different shows and it changes with, uh, with different jobs too. When you say TV producer, there's so many different types of producers there's the producers who actually put the show together, who book guests on the show. There's people who write write scripts. Uh, there's something called a film producer who goes out and shoots the actual reality of what's going on um, and also interviews. Then there's post-producers, story producers who bring the footage back and edit the story. Uh, because, you know, there's, there's a ton of footage that, that's filmed. I mean, hours upon hours upon hours. And obviously not all of that's going to make air. Mm-hmm. So there's a story producer that gets the footage, say well, there's three hours of footage, and then breaks that down to whatever the air time is. So say, you know, it's, it's a 30-minute show. So that's about 20-ish minutes of footage that yes. would be the show, with obviously with the time for the commercials. So yeah, that's that's another type of, of producer. Uh, and then that story po- post producer works with editors who kind of put on the bells and the whistles and the music and makes it pretty. And then it goes to air. What was your favorite show that you have ever work, worked on? <sighs> that's tough. I've worked on about 30 different shows now in my career. Wow. Everyone's, wow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, God, it's, it's, t- it's, so tough I mean Jerry Springer holds an amazing place in my heart it was my first show my big break I was there for three years I met some amazing producers who I'm still friends with today uh that show taught me a lot um and uh it it was a lot to work there it was a lot to do that show as one can imagine but uh taught me some things that were fantastic another one Dr. Phil uh, again some great great producers I'm still friends with to this day uh, some great content and some great opportunities that I got to do because of that show. Another one I really loved to ambush makeover. It was on Fox. It was a makeover show that we just ambushed people on the street and made them over. For their I think I remember family. that show. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was a daytime show for Fox. And we, again, some of my best friends still, still to this day, uh, I met on that show and we just there was a camaraderie on that show that I haven't had on many other shows. And we were always pulling for each other. We were traveling the U S together too. So I think it's different when you're like staying in hotels with people and you get to know people's families and 
and, you know, so forth. So uh, that's another one. I mean, but I've had some great, you know, I worked on divorce court for six years. I won an Emmy for Lucky Dog on CBS and I'm a huge pet rescue girl. I, I foster kittens. I'm about to foster a dog. Aww. So I, I really loved that show as well. Uh, won another Emmy for uh, paternity court. And that one's, you know, dear to my heart as well because of that. And also great people. So I've, I've been really lucky with my career and I, I'm always trying to build on it as well. Now you obviously, uh, you know, transition from TV producing to sports reporting and based on the research that I have uh, done about you, you have covered the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Can you carry this uh, to tell, to share what was the experience like covering such a huge event? Sure. I've actually covered two now, which, and I'm, I want to cover them for the rest of my life because Super Bowl week is literally my favorite week of the year. I will never miss it for as long as I live. Uh, it's God, it's, it's just this, this amazing energy and everyone's there to have a good time and be competitive and everyone loves sports and everyone, there's just this passion and energy in all of the events. Uh, yeah, no, it was super special to to get those credentials. I, I think I cried the first time because I was like, Wait, I, was I, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so the first, I've actually been to five now. Uh, my first five one, I've been to five. I've covered wow. two. Yeah, so I Eagles, Eagles, Patriots uh, was my first when they won the Super Bowl. You then must have been I, really, really happy with that. Oh, it was insane. <laughs> I, I cry. I still cry talking about it. <laughs> so hopefully, there may, hopefully there's another one coming this season. We'll see. Uh, but then this my second one. I was living in Atlanta, so I partook in the festivities, festivities for the Atlanta Super Bowl as well. And actually, and then did was in Miami as well for the next one. And I started to do some interviewing at the Miami Super Bowl, which I actually met a contact at that Super Bowl that got me media credentials to Tampa Super Bowl during COVID. So that's, I started working for a a nonprofit sports website called the Skyboat. And, uh, and that's, you know, where I participated in the Tampa Super Bowl. Um, It was great. You know, it was a, Buccaneers, KC. We we all thought KC had it. Buccaneers came back. Yeah, that was such and, a disappointing Super Bowl, though. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, not they even came back. They had they had the lead the entire time. <laughs> but I, it, it was actually special to be there, and I'm glad that the Buccaneers were in that Super Bowl. And that was the very first Super Bowl that a hometown team actually, you know, was in, um, and and wound up, you know, winning. But um. I think because of COVID too, it would have been so different if a hometown team wasn't in. I think it it really would have been kind of dead, and it wasn't. There was people everywhere because it was the Bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. True, so true. people, and it it was almost like a it was almost like COVID didn't exist down there. I was a little freaked out. I almost I almost I told my my cameraman, I'm like, you might just want to throw that mic out. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I like, can imagine no. because it was such a dangerous time to be outside by then. You know, the vaccines weren't out yet. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't seem to matter. Uh, the one good thing, it was uh, everything pretty much was outside. So that's kind of what helped. But, you know, I made sure I, I tripled masked up and uh, I did my job. And then I'm like, another, uh, another, yeah, and the next one, uh, this Super Bowl, hello. 
<laughs> um, sorry, guys. I just I just flew in from the East Coast. I'm a little tired, but um, yeah, so give her yeah. a break. Give her a break. She uh, she, she <laughs> I did jet lag right now, Philly, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and this Super Bowl, the Rams. I mean, amazing. Again, again, another hometown team in the Super Bowl winning. So uh, you know, the events were were amazing and people were actually already planning the event in Tampa. People were already planning the LA events for Super Bowl. Wow. Uh, you know, during that time. So I went to about 15 events total uh as credential media. So that was amazing to be there. So speaking of events, uh what was your favorite event that you have ever covered? You know what I have to say the draft this year. Really? Yeah. The 2022 draft. Uh, It was really great to see all of, you know, the, the prospects coming up, becoming NFL players, having their families there. It was really special. Um, And I had actually spoken with Iki Iguanu during Super Bowl about the coming up draft uh, and it was really great to be able to interview him at the draft when he got picked by the Panthers. I believe wow. he went six. So that was great to be there. And it was, that's a moment I, I'll never forget. Uh, sweet guy, nice guy, great football player. So um, yeah, the draft was, was fun. And there was just the energy there was great as well. Um, I actually looked at my cameraman at one point, or actually he looked at me and he's like, Deb, this isn't even a game. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Like, there's the place Vegas was packed. Wow, really? Packed. I could I could imagine because it's Vegas. Fans, that's why. Yeah, fans everywhere. It was great, and uh, he was like, "This isn't even a game," and everyone's this excited to be here. And I was like, "I'm excited to be here too." <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was great because you know we got some great. Uh, I, I had access to the red carpet. I had access backstage. Uh, so that was, I actually got through a colleague of mine. She is friends with the, the people who do the jerseys. So that was a really cool experience to go in there and see how the jerseys were made. Uh, and these guys only have like 30, 45 seconds to get these jerseys made and out to, you know, to Roger Goodell's, into Roger Goodell's hands so you can give them to the, you know, the, the prospects and the picks. So uh, that was interesting. That was really fun too. But I was there for a week and it was also different to see the strip closed down that never happens um so yeah i mean i feel like the draft the draft was a great great time and I lo- i'm looking forward to covering it you know again this year and for years to come well hopefully i'll join you because i'm planning to cover many other nfl events as well the draft awesome Super Bowl one day and we shall see yeah now, let's, uh, enough with your career let's talk about your philadelphia eagles the Eagles are currently the only undefeated team in the NFL. What is the what do you think is the driving force behind the Eagles' hot start this season? You know what, and I'm gonna kind of mix this with the draft. Uh, we were all media was all sitting in the draft room with the you know all of the the draft picks, and someone was like, you know, the Eagles just took AJ Brown. And we're all, we all looked it up, and we were like, "What?" <laughs> I, I then, personally think they stole him, but <laughs> right. Well, they stole, they stole him away from the Titans. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Technically, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> so they were just yeah. They, we just got AJ Brown, and 
we're all like, wait, what? And then it was, it was the consensus in, in the media, in the draft room, you know, that uh, the Eagles would take the NFL East or uh, NFC East for sure. Um, so that's obviously happening. Uh, I think, you know, AJ Brown, a lot to do with it. Devontae Smith, a lot to do with it. Our defense is stepping up. I mean, how many, how many sacks of Carson Wentz was there? Nine. There was like nine uh, in, that, yeah. in that game against the commanders. Nine. Yeah. That's a Brandon, lot. That's a lot of sacks. A lot. Brandon <laughs> Graham killed it that game. Uh, and I mean, and we have to talk about Hertz. I mean, yep. you have, have to talk to. about him. I mean, he's, he's killing it. People, you know, doubted him and this season was either going to be, you know, no good or he was going to shine and he's shining and he's shining in a big way. And, uh, I'm excited to see what the rest of the, what the rest of the season holds. Cause, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think he's stopping. So. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I personally think with Jalen Hurts right now, I think he's actually a perennial MVP candidate right now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. The numbers he's probably like maybe I would have to say third behind um, Josh Allen and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Josh Allen right now is playing lights out. But Jalen Hurts, he can steal some votes out of um, uh, Josh Allen so far in the season. But mm-hmm. we shall see. And I so, love that he's like calling the he's calling the haters out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what I love about him because he calls yeah. the haters out, but he also he also like he talks the talk, you know. Well, and I, I mean, I'll be the first to say I wasn't sure myself and I was at you know, the, the, the season opener of the, you know, of the, of the home games. Mm-hmm. And what I saw on that field, I was like, this guy's it. Like it was insane that game. Like it was, it was great to be there and to be a part of that. So who do you think is the unsung hero so far of the Eagles? I mean, I have to, huh. there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing a good job. Um, I mean, we got to go Hurts, right? Yeah, J- Jalen Hurts. I, yeah, I, I you have to go Jalen Hurts. Because nobody expected him to do this well, this quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's only in his second year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not in his second year. He's going to get better after this. And new, newer coach, Sirianni, like last year, new coach, rookie year for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It's like both their second years. Like, this is insane. It's like the what do you call it? The chemistry actually it got better since last year because mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of seems like the Eagles were kind of a mess last season. But I think they were a mess in the beginning of the season, and once they realized that they you know had to run the ball, and that's mm-hmm. where they were going to win the games. I think you know things obviously turned around, and you know the Eagles made the playoffs, which they weren't expected to. Uh, no one, I think they they they. We started with a a losing record. <laughs> yeah, we started <laughs> with a losing record, and then they won like maybe eight games. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they were unfortunately they were dispatched by the Buccaneers in the wild card round. Yeah, and that was a rough game to watch. Yeah. I actually was I was supposed to go down to Tampa, and COVID spoiled my plans for that one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I got COVID that week, so uh, I wasn't Sorry. able to go. I'm fine now, thank you. Uh, but I wasn't able to go. So I was kind of kind of thankful that I didn't get to go to that game because it was brutal. So do you think the Eagles would beat out the Cowboys in the NFC East? Yes, absolutely. That was a quick right? answer. <laughs> yes, that was a really absolutely. quick answer. Yeah, I, I, I think, think so too. Yeah, I think we'll be, I think we'll be number one in the NFC East. 
So what what uh what would be the final record for the Eagles this season? I'm going twelve and five. Mm. I Why got a game. I got a game ahead of you. I, I think they were okay. going thirteen and four. Okay. I think thirteen and four would be good for them. I think Dallas finishes a distant second, and I have them actually make making the playoffs. Obviously, mm-hmm. and make maybe just maybe making the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, the, the fan in me wants Eagles bills for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not sure if the sport reporter agrees. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the sport reporter thinks it's too, too, too soon to tell, but, uh, yeah, it would be, it would be great to see them again in, in the Super Bowl. What do you think for the, uh, the bottom of the, do you think commanders or giants for third and fourth Oof. in the NFC East? So I have the NFC East as follows. So I got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. I think the Giants are actually surprising people. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. mean, despite like the, all the issues that they have so far, I mean, Saquon Barkley is basically carrying this team. Mm-hmm. Like he he's has been his running game has been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Commanders, uh, I don't know what is going on with them. Like yeah, that that team right now seems like on paper they're great. Yeah, on paper they're great. Yes, but on the field it just seems like there's a lot of dysfunction there. Yeah, it's just not working. Do you think it's Ron Rivera's fault? Do you think it's the offensive line? What where are you? So I don't think it's Ron Rivera's fault. I think he's actually he's actually a terrific coach. I adore him. So that's why I love him. I would have to go with um, the offensive line. That offensive line is worse than the Bengals now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. And Carson's not – I mean, I, I'm not going to be shocked if, if Carson gets pulled in a couple of games. Yeah, I won't be shocked if he, he gets benched, but we shall yeah. see. I mean, crazier things has happened in the NFL. So my next question is, who do you think is the most disappointing team so far this season? It's been a wild season so far. There really hasn't been. I mean, I think, I mean, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like he was supposed to step up. Not really. Hasn't happened. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more from Marcus Mariota, too, with the Falcons. Really? Yeah, I was. I like Marcus Mariota for some reason. I followed him since the Titans. Uh, I mean, you know, you expected Chicago to, to kind of be where they're at. Um, I'm shocked by the Jaguars, to be honest. I think, you know, don't count them out. <laughs> yeah, don't count them out, especially in the NFC South. I mean, the AFC yeah. South. You know, Trevor Lawrence is doing great. I love Doug Peterson. I said that earlier in another podcast. I was like, I really want to see the two of them together because I, I love, obviously, Doug Peterson, um, you know, former Eagles coach. And I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence got the chance that he deserved uh, with the Jags mm-hmm. after what happened last year that was just yeah <laughs> the whole Urban Meyer thing was just it didn't work for anybody yeah um, so for me yeah. the most disappointing team um this season I would have to go with Las Vegas yeah I think the yeah. uh, Las Vegas Raiders I don't know why they did that coaching change uh this offseason with hiring Josh McDaniels instead mm-hmm. of uh, Rich Basaccia I have no idea why they did that and it just feels like the Raiders right now, I know they won the last game. Right. 
but and this and the one that they lost was close as well or like the i know they won they lost three but the second yeah, to last the, they, they, uh, the cardinals game titans. yeah the, the, Car- the titans no it was i think it was the, the the game they lost before that was the cardinals game okay the arizona where um they uh i think the cardinals won over like a forced fumble and they took it in for the touchdown okay yeah. i think the titans game was tight too but uh yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with you with the, with the Raiders for sure. Um, I, for some reason, I think they're going to come back though. Like Devontae Adams is just too good. Yeah, he's such a he's one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, the, Derek the, Carr. I I like Derek Carr, and I I just think he's not performing up to his ability at the moment. Like, yeah, he's be connecting more. But well, he's like this every year actually. Like. He's good one year, like MVP candidate, and then the next, he just kind of falls off with injury and production. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The Raiders seem like right now, I mean, I'll agree with you. I think they'll get it together. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, win the division. But no. Oh, see. no, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, and that's the toughest division in, in the entire league. Yeah, I mean, right now. You know, we got Casey, Casey's coming back you know what I mean like they're doing good uh mm-hmm. Raiders Chargers never cut never count Justin Herbert out you know yep. um and Broncos so yeah I mean that's that's a tough tough division right yeah, tough division. yeah. so who do, you, who do you think is the most surprising team so far I mean, I'm shocked. I I can't believe the Eagles are four and zero, four and zero. It's okay to say the Eagles. I was like, <laughs> I mean, the, the Eagles being four and zero and being the only undefeated team in in the NFL at the moment—that's a shock. Mm-hmm. I'm super happy for it, as as the fan speaking. But uh, I, you know, I was expecting them to be good. I wasn't expecting them to be this good. Uh, and also, too, like I said before, and also the Jags. You know, I'm impressed with what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do on Doug Peterson. So, well, for me, I would have to say two teams. I have okay. to agree with you on the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Nobody expected them to be like two or two this season. They have been playing very, very well. Trevor Lawrence is actually playing like up to his potential right now. Mm-hmm. And the other team nobody seems to talk about the New York Jets. There we go. Yeah, of course, of course. You guys I, are I, in I, playoff contention. Like, <laughs> Not, not because, I mean, I know it's the beginning of the season, but yeah, yeah, but not because of you know I'm a I'm a Jets fan, but it just seems like every week they seem to be playing better. Like yeah. even like when Joe Flacco was there, even though mm-hmm. he he was kind of uh, decent the last couple of games he played. Yeah, but I want to say the Jets because it seems like something is there, like something is clicking in that offense. I mean, the only issues we have right now. It's offensive line because offensive line, we seem to have the injury bug on it. And that's the only issues we have. Maybe the secondary, the young secondary is just because their secondary is pretty young and they don't know how to, you know, stop like big plays, especially on third down. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say the Jets. I mean, the Jets are actually, they're coming up right now. Yeah. And you guys are two and two, right? Yeah. We yeah. beat the Steelers last game, which was right. a shocker, actually. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but you lost to the Bengals and the Ravens, right? Yeah. We okay. lost to the you we lost to the Ravens in week one. Browns. And we, we lost to the uh Bengals in uh week three. Okay. 
Yeah, and then the, and you won Browns and Pittsburgh. Okay, that makes yep. sense. <laughs> well, we'll see what you guys do with the Dolphin for the with the Dolphins too. Yeah, I really hope we win that game because technically, yeah. on paper, we should. <laughs> well, and also with two out. Yeah, so with two out, we got Teddy Bridgewater as well. I mean, he's gonna Dude, play. Don't 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 count Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously right. I'm not because uh, yeah. he's also dangerous too. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm kind of on the fence with the Jets right now because. We tend sometimes tend to play down to our competition sometimes. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. you guys are definitely, I mean, stepping up from last season, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You guys made some great picks in the draft. Um, so I was excited to see what the Jets were going to do this season. Yeah. So my final question I have for you is, what are your uh, Super Bowl predictions? <laughs> uh, I hate this question every time. <laughs> um, I originally, my original was Chargers Rams just because I wanted to see an LA Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, now I'm now I'm going Eagles Bills. Hmm, that's actually yeah. a really good pick. So with me, I always said this pick like earlier this year. I will have to go with the Bills and Packers. Okay. I think the that's Bills there. I think the and Bills it- and Packers, uh that should be a good Super Bowl. Yep. But I do not like uh how Aaron Rodgers have been playing recently. Okay. I think uh, he's going to get better uh, uh, over time, obviously, but he needs a big name wideout. That's what he needs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he 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 lost to Monte Adams. He lost, uh, who went to KC? Uh, Marquez. Um, oh, Scatley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great guy, by the way. I've interviewed him. So, <laughs> um, I could believe I, I always messed up his name. I always messed up his name, too. That's what's funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he definitely he definitely needs a, a wide out to connect with. Absolutely. But um, no, no. And Green Bay. Actually, a Green Bay last year for Super Bowl. So that's why I refuse to pick them again, because <laughs> they always let me down. So where can people find you? So I'm at, at Sport Report Deb on Instagram as well as Twitter. And uh, on LinkedIn, I'm Deborah J. Whitgist. So guys, reach on out. I love, I love talking football. I can talk football all day. Uh, and let's do it. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have today. I want to thank Ms. Deb Whitcast for the time. You can find this episode on KendaSportsGuy.com and on my YouTube channel at Kenny uh, Sports Podcast channel. Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, head on over to my social media pages on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, Instagram at Kenny Sports Guy One, and TikTok at Kenny Sports Podcast. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Bye, guys. the Sports Guy Podcast.